episode 161 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The pandemic has changed everything. How we shop, how we travel, how we eat. The restaurant and hospitality industries were hardest hit. Business owners had to think and act fast to help their employees and save their businesses. Timory and Patrick Shibley own the Doodah Diner. Timory joins me today to talk about how she and her husband reacted to the business disruption, what's going on now, and what the future is going to be like. First, our big story in the weekly edition. The Business Journal's 2020 Employers Summit, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. It was a virtual event. It began with comments from WSU Tech President Sherry Utash, then three panel discussions, the new normal, diversifying and disruptions, and racial equality, and a special one-on-one with Tanya Witherspoon of WSU and Megan Mattis of WSU Tech. Our coverage of the event begins on page 27. Also this week, another in our Women Who Lead series, this week, Women Who Lead in Major Companies, page 11. This week's list, two of them, business advocacy groups and chambers of commerce, page five. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Joel Dickerman. He's the new dean of the Kansas Health Science Center, page 35. Each week, we provide for you business intelligence on new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 32. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Timory Shively, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you spending some time. You are welcome. Thank you for asking me, Bill. You bet. Well, take us back to the beginning. When did you first realized the pandemic was going to be a major disruption to your business? You know, back when Patrick and I had our annual vacation, I started really following at the beginning of February because we were traveling out of the country um, for Valentine's. And so I knew that when I, so I was following it very closely and watching the numbers. Um, And then I had to travel to Washington DC at the beginning of March with the Kansas restaurant and hospitality association. Um, that was the entire industry was when we lobby up on Capitol Hill and, um, every, there were so many people already in masks in the airport and, um, there weren't any travel restrictions yet except overseas travel. So I knew that, it was going to be pretty major. Um, and I knew that in Wichita it from in March, um, the last weekend that we were open the 14th and 15th, when we were starting to try some social distancing and in a diner that's small, well, it's a bit, a lot bigger than it used to be, but it's still crowded and notorious for being busy and on a wait. Um, trying to social distance wasn't going to happen. And I, I am fortunate this year, I am serving as the chairman of the board for the Kansas Restaurant and Hospitality Association. 
And that has just put me in a position to get the opportunity to talk to a lot of restaurant owners across the state. In that, So I had a lot of people already turning to me saying, what are you guys doing? Are you opening? Are you social distancing? And it was already, what do we do? What do we do? And so on Monday morning at our manager's meeting, right after that weekend was we put it up to the managers and we just said, here's what we're facing guys. And we made a group decision to try to help lead the charge at the beginning and set an example and to just go ahead and close our doors. And that um, was really at the, you were one of the really early ones to do that, right? That, that stay at home order had not gone into effect. Mm -hmm. No, Medis also made that decision. Alex Harb and I had spent hours on the phone that Sunday night prior. And we really, he and I both came to the conclusion that if we lose a little bit of income over it and we were overly safe, we figured that was the risk that was worth really taking. Um, but I also had, I'm, I'm glad at the, the forethought that my employees were able to get into the unemployment insurance system so much sooner. And that, that really helped their, their stress level, I would say. Um, and so back in the beginning, yeah. And I think we, it was very questionable. My husband was really worried about us closing down ahead of time, although he was very supportive of it. It soon became very obvious that, it was the right decision for us to do. Um, and now it seems a little odd that we're one of the last ones yet to reopen. And it really has nothing to do now with the COVID crisis. It really just has to do with some repairs and maintenance that we have going on in the kitchen. And, um, and because of the COVID and these curious times we're living in, obviously, it's been difficult for my contractors to source some of the materials that they were needing. So we're experiencing some unexpected delays and, and we are going to get open next week. Um, now just in the last seven days, the big question has come back to, do we want to allow dine-in? Right. It's like, well, we didn't first open for curbside because as any regular at the Duda Diner knows, if we go on a wait, we usually stop any carry out business because it just for people, it's just not fair to those that are in house waiting right. to have, you know, to wait longer because of carry out. So um, that decision for us was a good one because the menu we had when we closed wouldn't have been very accommodating. So now that we are in this new post-COVID chapter that we're going to reopen to next week, we have really gone back to some basics. We have taken a lot of convincing on my part to get through my husband that as wonderful and grandioso as our menu is, it is far too complicated. And and we needed to simplify to be able to pivot and to be successful in this new chapter. So our menu has been whittled down by quite a bit, but we're going to offset that with bringing back, we'll have three specials every week and they'll run for an entire week. 
And so the frustration of not knowing that we had the chicken pot pie until the day after, thanks right. to Facebook, will be solved. Right. So we're bringing, I mean, we're, it's going to be, it's going to be how we're going to be able to do it. Um, we've removed half the tables and we've, we've installed the plexiglass between the booths and the common areas. Um, we, oh, I think this is pretty exciting um, to up our carry out game and to finally play in this delivery game that we've right. never really gotten to play in. Um, we are now going to utilize our old original entrance on the west side, the southwest side of the building. Okay. And that will become our carry out and take and bake entrance. And we have removed the chef's, the corner booth that was right there by the kitchen. Right. And our old original cashier's display stand that was there when we opened back in September of 2012 is going home to that very spot. And that's where we'll have the room to do our carry out orders and, and make it so that people um, actually contactless pickup because our website, they're going to be able to order their food online and pay for it online and come in and just pick it up. But the meeting my husband is having right at this very moment next door is kind of exciting. We're going to have a drive through Oh, wow. That's something new. We, on the west side of our building, it had already accommodated for a drive through that we never utilized. That was in our little drink station. And then, of course, in the remodel, we've covered up that drive through So now we're having the conversation of we're reopening that, and we would like to utilize it. And we have the space in the kitchen to be able to make that happen. So you're so telling me I'll be able to drive up and get my biscuits and gravy right and there? And then away. Sweet. So it's going to take a little manipulation because, you know, our parking lot is a little tricky, even mm -hmm. though many would claim how awful our parking is. They forget we're in the urban heart of a city right. and to have a restaurant with as much parking as we do at the Doodah Diner. We have right. more than any other downtown restaurant. So, but it's going to be tricky. We'll use the entrances off of Dewey. That's the alley street that lines the north side of our diner. And the west side will be the entrance only. And that way the driver is right aligned to my carry out door or carry out wind or drive through window. Right. And you will either just pick up your order that you ordered and paid for on my website from home or you'll place your order right there and park and we'll bring it out to you when it's ready. So well, you haven't been sitting around over these last, what, 14, 16 weeks, just kind of twiddling your thumbs and waiting for things to happen. We've been talking about businesses all over the place, all businesses being creative and being mm -hmm. innovative. Mm -hmm. And you've just described that process right there. You guys have been innovative well, and creative. We've had 200 versions in the three and a half months. I mean, it's crazy. Just like, and we build a whole plan around it. Right. And then in two weeks, you tear that one off <laughs> and you're starting over. And I won't lie, one of them, Patrick seriously wanted to figure out how to make an outdoor patio 
and in the front of the diner using some of our parking lot and renting some fence to block it in. And no, nobody wants to eat on asphalt looking at the corner of Kellogg and Market. Mm -hmm. And it just, there's some things we can pivot into. And we personally are enjoying dining out at many patios in the city, but it's not going to happen at the Doodah Diner. Right. But you're having those discussions, though, just like these other changes, you're having those discussions. And all businesses, it seems like, need to have those discussions. Some will work and some won't. Yep. You do. And, and that is going to be another thing that we will plead to our customers that as we try to pivot and figure out this new carry out, the one thing I know for a fact, we're going to make mistakes. Um, my family dining out, we've, we've had a lot of curbside family meals, um, but yet we're cooking a lot more at home than we ever have since right. the diner opened. Right. Um, but there's always a mistake. There's always something small and it's how it's handled with grace and compassion that I'm actually going to be heading up the carry out and delivery side of the business because we are going to make mistakes and I want to take those hits and, and not be upset when somebody for, how could you forget the sausage gravy? (laughs) You know what? It's going to happen. And we reserve the right to get smarter and probably all of my restaurant owner friends are all feeling the need to counsel me on the fact that, just roll with it because you're going to make some mistakes the first two weeks right? and carry out. I mean, what, you know, you don't think of crab cake Benedict's as a carry out item. Well, guess what? It's not even on our menu anymore. Right. It'll make a return as a special for a week, but that's how we're pivoting and, and the running the specials. Um, we're going to be opening next week with our breakfast pot pie which is our number one weekend special that we've ran. Um, Chicken pot pie, which is another one of our number one lunch selling specials. And then our Monte Cristo, which is the one that we hear the most when someone misses it. It is very popularly requested. And I wish I could hire a billboard to say (laughs) what days, but we've never been very proactive in putting our specials out ahead of time. So now we will be, and that'll hopefully make up for some of some of their favorites that have left the menu temporarily. Things will look different inside the dining area. Uh, we've got the plexiglass. We won't be sitting necessarily next to neighbors uh, in our party. Menu right. changes have, have come through. Um, that's the diner side. How about the market? Are there changes for the market as well? The market, our sweet little, and I'm in here. Um, we love this market. We, um, at this time, we are not going to be reopening the doodah market. What we will be doing is taking our take and bake coolers, which is the heart of this business to begin with, is the take and bake entrees that we make at the diner that are either in a refrigerator or they're frozen those coolers are going to be moved over to the doodah diner 
on along the south wall that used to house our Sunday brunch buffet. And it's located right inside that carry out entrance. So it'll be carry out and take and bake kind of in that area. Um, the market, we are currently, and we have a few, <laughs> back to that scratch board, we've been very busy. We, I don't have anything that I can really discuss right now, but we really enjoy this parking lot. And if this is, nothing more than a really expensive parking lot we're good with it um so right now the market is um it's pretty much emptied out and um it's housing the tables and chairs currently that aren't being needed over at the diner um but yeah we hope there's some exciting things to report at on the market side but for right now, honestly, all of our cognitive and physical energy, blood, sweat, and tears has to go into the survival of this diner. Right. Um, and uh, we've got so many people cheering for us. You know, I can't see that uh, we're in, we're all in this together. And I truly sure. feel like when we opened the doors on September 12th of 2012, I had a much bigger challenge ahead of me than we do today and the love and support that has come my gosh i mean we had a friend that set up a gofundme back right. in the beginning when we didn't get a, we didn't we didn't apply for the ppp on the first round because we had already laid everybody off like that plan from the beginning wasn't going to work for us right we were really hoping for the idle uh sba loan and then when that didn't happen and then all my staff was on unemployment, but Patrick and I, you know, it was, and, and the, that GoFundMe was put on by somebody who doesn't even live in Wichita. And the response to that just blew my mind. And especially some of our ESPN friends. I mean, right. it, it blows my mind, the messages and the support that have come into us. The number of people that check in on social media through messages, private messages, and just telling us to hang in there. And, you know, that's, that's the part that makes it all so worthwhile. You bet. I mean, we know we've had, we're a happy, whimsical place and we're very anxious to get reopened to be that for everybody, including us. Right. You've, have you gotten the message? Do you feel like people are going to come back and, and want to come in and dine in? Yeah, a few of them are uh, would love to camp out the night before we open. Right. Um, you know, honestly, we are so blessed by by the popularity that we've received. Um, that that is also part of my anxiety because I know some restaurant owners are having a really really hard time trying to follow because the gov you know when the governor released the guidelines or lifted all the, the, um, yeah, the guidelines yeah. and made them, um, optional. It really was, I, I don't think, yeah, our freedom is here, but it didn't help the restaurant industry. Um, not having those regulations puts it on the ownership of each person right. and, Oh, and 
and in our restaurant, we are definitely going to be having masks. And I know other restaurant owners say, oh, yeah, we started that way too. But the customers really weren't comfortable with it. And so they stopped. And I'm just going to beg that customers understand that the masks are really protecting my employees. And if they choose not to wear them coming in, I, that's their personal freedom. Right. But I have to protect my employees. And, and so we will be masked and um, we will be following all the guidelines that I can't tell you how many restaurants Patrick and I have been in just in the last two weeks that you wouldn't even know there was a, a worldwide pandemic. Right. We're not in that camp. That's not going to be, and I know we're going to make people unhappy, but we're not going to make everybody happy. So we're going to do what we can to make sure that we keep everybody in our world as safe as possible. And that's not going to be popular, but maybe that'll make the wait. Maybe there won't be as long of a wait because with half the tables, oh, we are going to get reservations. That's a new thing. With our Yelp wait list, we also have hired on their service that will, we're going to allow a certain amount of our tables to be set up as a reservation. So we'll have walk-ins, reservation, and call ahead to try to help get as many people in as we can, as we feel safe serving. Again, being creative, being innovative, taking a look at what you're doing and, and making, making changes. And that's, that's a great lesson for this business audience. You've got to really take a hard look at what you're doing and make, make changes that allow you to move into the future. And so that sounds like it's what you're doing. Timory, thank you so much for talking to me and, Thank you so much for being one of our five companies that we're following on a regular basis, too. Uh, we've, we've told the Do Diner story in the weekly edition, and we'll keep telling that story as well. Thank you once again, Timory Shibley. We really appreciate it. We wish you all the luck and uh, can't wait to come down and have a big uh, plate full of biscuits and gravy. We're all going to have a Do Day. <laughs> Absolutely. You, we appreciate it. Stay safe. Timory and Patrick are working hard down there to make sure we are able to get back into the Doodah Diner. We appreciate Timory spending some time with us. We are eager and ready to tell these stories. Please contact us if you have examples or if you want to share your experiences. You can reach me at broy at bizjournals.com. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 161. We hope you're doing well. Now is the time, as we've talked about, to be creative, innovative, and entrepreneurial as you fight to survive and eventually prosper. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.